Well, slipper season is right around the corner, you guys. And guess what? Just in time, MyPillow has their slippers on sale. I love these slippers, you guys. I got them for my family for Christmas last year. You will love them too. They are layered and they are awesome. The first layer has the MyPillow patented fill in it. Then they have memory foam and then they have impact gel and they look like moccasins and they're awesome. You can use them inside, outside. They are fantastic. Check it out. And for a limited time, using the promo code Heidi, you can get up to 60% off. This is an awesome opportunity to support this podcast and an American company. Call 1-800-447-0541 or go to the radio listeners specials page at MyPillow.com and use the promo code Heidi. Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. I'm glad you guys have tuned in today because this is one of my favorite days of the week here at the show. This is Mailbox Monday, and I haven't done it for a couple of weeks because we've had some wonderful guests on that have taken that spot. But today I'm going to answer your questions. We've got some great ones starting with a voicemail. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. Well, I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. We're just doing great over here in Vancouver, Washington. I have a women's retreat coming up in November. So I'm going to link back to that in the show notes today. We actually only have a couple of spots left. We opened it and almost sold out in just about 24 hours. But I do believe that we're opening up some extra spots at the women's retreat. It's going to be in Salt Lake City on the 2nd through the 4th of November. So check that out. It's just going to be a wonderful, kind of a smallish event. Uh, Time for you guys to come and get some encouragement. Uh, My husband will be there with me. Some of the members of our family will be there. The MomStrong International staff, and we're going to spend some time uh, just encouraging you teaching, engaging uh, together in worship. We are having this retreat at a beautiful uh, facility in the mountains of Salt Lake City. It has a, a giant pool in it and a sauna and everybody gets their own bed. Not everybody gets their own bedroom, but it's a women's retreat. You guys are going to be just fine. Check it out. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. And if this is as successful as we think it will be, we will plan another one really, really soon. Also, wanted to let you know that we are just now opening up my schedule for the 2023 speaking season. If you're interested in having me come and speak to your group, I would love to hear from you. You can go to HeidiStJohn.com and click on the speaker tab to find out how you can bring me to your event. All right. I am thrilled as I'm sitting here looking at my computer at all the questions that are coming in. Thank you guys so much for submitting questions. We love to go through them here at the podcast and uh, hopefully it brings you guys some encouragement. Uh, You can leave me a voicemail and that's kind of where I want to start today. So I'm going to play a voicemail in just a second that came in from Katie, but you guys can leave me a voicemail by going to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John, all one word forward slash message. And that's how you leave a voicemail. I keep forgetting to talk to you guys about it, but I'm going to start doing it more because it's a lot of fun to hear your voices and play those messages. So the first one comes in from Katie. I'm going to play her message and then I'll answer it. Hi, Heidi. I want to thank you for everything that you're doing to help preserve our faith and our freedom. And I have a question for you about education. There's a lot of information out there about why we should keep our kids from going to public schools. And I completely agree with that. Um, But I haven't found a lot of information about why we should keep our kids um, out of a private Christian school instead of homeschooling them. 
in my personal situation, I would like to keep the kids home and homeschool them, but we do have the ability to send them to a private Christian school, which is where my husband would like to send them. So I'm, I'm having a difficult time uh, helping him to understand the importance of homeschooling over even a private Christian education. So do you have any wisdom to speak to that particular um, issue? Well, Katie, this is a great question. Thank you for submitting it again. I hope that you guys will start leaving me voicemails. Anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message is how you do that. Katie, the first thing I want to say is that I... I am a graduate of a private Christian school. My grandparents actually put the education bug into me a long, long time ago. My grandma, my grandparents uh, put my siblings and myself through a private Christian school where we grew up in the city of Portland, Oregon. But uh, I chose to homeschool my own children. Now, um, I'll just tell you a little bit about our journey. So we had our daughter, Savannah, our oldest daughter, who's now a mother of four herself, but she went to the same private Christian school that I went to for a short time. And then uh, I put her in the public school. You know, here I am just trying to, put, you know, get my get my sea legs uh, under me for this motherhood gig that the Lord was putting me, uh, putting me on this journey. And eventually we decided to homeschool her. Now, this is how I found out that I was really, really committed to homeschooling. When my husband and I moved from a town in northern Washington down to southwest Washington, where he worked at another church as a pastor, we were offered the opportunity to put our children in the school's uh, Christian school, in the church's rather Christian school for free. So that was just a benefit of working at the church. And I thought to myself, this is awesome. I've just won the lottery. This is the holy grail of education. Someone's going to pay for my kids to go to a private Christian school. By that time, we had been homeschooling for, I think, three and a half or four years. And when it came right down to it, I just couldn't do it. My husband and I could not do it. And I'll tell you why. There is something precious about spending time with your children. There's something precious and you can't retrieve it. You can't get it back about you being the one who is determining what your children are being taught. You're the one who's sewing into them morning after morning. Uh, the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. Again, this is not a promise. It's a proverb. It's a, it's a uh, you know, the wisdom here is just the generality of saying, hey, you train up your kids in the way that they should go. And uh, when they're old, they won't depart from it. Not a guarantee, but my belief, my very strong belief, and I have seen this over and over again, having come from a Christian school myself, and this is not a slam on those of you who put your kids in Christian school. I don't think it's a sin. I don't think it's wrong. Uh, I think Christian education is a far better thing than the public school by a hundred million percent. But I also think that homeschooling is the gold standard. Homeschooling allows you the opportunity to speak directly into the lives of your children. It allows you, it affords you time. And just like the public school, you know, when you drop your kid off at that school, the school then becomes the parent for that child for however long it is. And we have become accustomed in the, in Western civilization, for sure, we've become accustomed to uh, farming these things out. So, you know, we think, well, someone else is going to be, you know, my child's educator. Then we send him to church and the youth pastor becomes the child's primary spiritual teacher. And parents just kind of sit back and write the checks and say, hey, thank you very much. And I'm here to tell you right now, Katie, that homeschooling is sanctifying. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're, the Lord's going to grow you 
in ways that you can't possibly imagine through the um, through homeschooling your children. And so when people come to me and say, you know, what do you think about homeschool versus Christian school? I'm always very fa- quick to say I-, I graduated from a Christian school, but I'll tell you what, the same issues that we were facing in the public schools are in the Christian schools as well. And one of the big problems that I, I found in Christian schools, and I think this is absolutely still the case today. And again, this is not me slamming Christian education. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Christian education and private Christian schooling. Certainly, as I said a moment ago, I'm going to reiterate it because I know some of you guys are going to get mad at me. Uh, I think it's a much better option than the public school. But I will tell you that the a lot of the parents that, that list, this was the case when I was in a Christian school, and I know this is still happening now, a lot of parents are sending their kids who are troubled and they're having trouble with them in the public school and they go, well, the, the Christian school will fix it. And so I'll take my kid out of public school because he's having all these issues, whether it's rebellion or wh- whatever it is. And I'm going to put my kid in a Christian school. And I'm going to tell you the truth right now. Christian school is not going to fix that child. What's going to happen is that child is going to mix in with other students. And the Bible teaches very plainly that bad company corrupts good character. If I had a choice, uh, and well, and I, I did, to homeschool my children over a free private Christian school. I chose homeschooling and it was the best decision that we ever made. And in fact, I, I wrote a post about it the other day and posted it on my social media accounts, you know, going into our 25th year of homeschooling. And I'm, I'm kind of melan- a little melancholy about it, you know, cause I, I have memories, you know, I, I look at the, you know, in our, um, in our, in our big backyard and I can still see my kids running out there and, and, uh, and building tree forts. And um, I can see my kids sitting around, the table in our in our kitchen and me doing school with them they were the best some of the best years of of our life as a family and you don't get it back and so um you know i'm here to just tell you i think homeschooling is the gold standard and if you can do it uh it's the very best adventure that you will ever go on with your children and it will it will reap dividends for years and years and years to come so um, Kelly, that's or Katie, that's my first, you know, response. And again, um, obviously, this is your decision to make, not a sin issue, but the Bible does teach us that we are our children's first teacher, that we are the ones who the Lord will say uh, holds the responsibility and the accountability for how we teach and train our children. Uh, next question comes from Tabitha in Tennessee, and she said, Heidi, should churches use their time and resources to, quote, help government schools? Are there better ways to reach the hearts and minds of our community? Interesting to note that uh, I believe, and I've said this for you, you guys are not going to be surprised at me saying this. I think the church needs to start helping parents come up with alternatives to the broken uh, indoctrination system that is our public school system. The government school system, we should stop calling it public school and just start calling it government school because that's what it is. Education is powerful. Jesus said in Luke 640 that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. Pastors need to catch a vision for the importance of education and what it is doing uh, for for our children, for children around the world, but particularly here in Western culture uh, in Europe and here in the United States in particular, our children are being injured in the public school system. And so my strong admonition is how about we stop focusing on how we can fix a system that I believe is beyond repair. And that is why Jay and I turned our attention to planting homeschool resource centers to starting to give parents options so that uh, they would would have a way of escape 
of what has felt for generations to be the only option that was available to parents. And so churches, I think, are derelict in their duty to be um, lighthouses for Christian parents who need help and assistance. And so, as I said last week, when we were talking about this with Jennifer, churches can hold, they can have uh, homeschool support groups there. They can host homeschool cooperatives there. You know, these buildings that sit vacant five days a week, sometimes six days a week when they could be utilized by families that need them. Uh, that is, that would be my strong, uh, my strong urging that the churches should stop trying to use their time and their resources to help government schools. Now, I'm not saying, you know, we shouldn't be doing trying to do the backyard Bible clubs and all that. So please don't send me hate mail about this. This is not me saying that I think Christians should abandon the public school. I just think Christian parents should pull their kids out of the public school system and Christian adults should be in the public school system. But the church's primary focus has got to shift to looking at how they can assist parents who want to get their children out of the public school system. And and churches have a tremendous opportunity right now, and I would say an obligation. And so it's a very I feel very strongly, obviously, about this. Uh, Danica in California wrote to me about the Enneagram. Now, I have talked about this on my show before. I'm actually going to go to gotquestions.org today because I, I loved what they wrote. When I first heard about the Enneagram, I mean, listen, you guys know how I feel about yoga. We've talked about this. You know, a lot of you guys ask me questions about Halloween. I talked about that last week. Uh, Christmas, the holidays, this kind of falls into that category. I got to tell you, we are called to be Bereans. And I'm writing about this right now as I'm getting ready to teach a Bible study at MomStrong International on identity. We need to be uh, identifying with Christ. And that means that we're Bereans. That means that we study to show ourselves an approved workman who does not need to be ashamed, who can rightly divide the word of truth. So I'm going to read Danica's question, and then we're going to take a break. And when we come back from the break, I'll answer it. Here's her question. Heidi, my question for you is in regards to the Enneagram. I've seen this quote personality test promoted in many Christian circles by Christian speakers, published in Bible studies, marriage classes, churches, et cetera. But I've recently learned that its origins are not clear. Some speculate it is rooted in Muslim mysticism and esoteric Christianity. What is your opinion on the topic of the Enneagram? We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll share my thoughts. So this is one of those topics, you know, the Enneagram. It's like a it's like a hot, you know, it's like a hot potato. And anytime it gets thrown to me at a church, I just want to throw it right back. <laughs> you know, it's like get into the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit. So that's my first admonition uh, to you, Danica, is to say, uh, if it bothers you on some level, there is a reason. Listen to it. Listen to the Holy Spirit. I think we have made it in in uh, in in Christianity, I think, very difficult to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. We don't listen to him. We, you know, this, this precious gift, and it's something I'm going to be teaching on uh, in the months to come at MomStrong International, but this precious gift that we were given in the Holy Spirit, that's um, that's God's way of communicating with us. He communicates through his word. And I'll tell you what, when I first read about the Enneagram, listen, I love the personality test, right? So, uh, you know, when I was in college, my husband and I took a personality test when we were thinking about getting married to sort of see, you know, what's our personalities like. And guess what? I am exactly like my personality test said that I am. They said, you know, something like I'm a lion and a leader. And Jay had a, a little bit different uh, personality test. And it it helped us sort of understand each other, which I think 
is really important. But what we've seen in years in the years since then is a lot of these tests have crossed over into mysticism in uh, going back to a pagan roots. And I, I'm always really curious. I love the website gotquestions.org. And if you guys have never looked there, I'm going to encourage you to do it. They really do give solid biblical answers. And I'm going to read to you just a little bit about what they said, because it, it really doesn't line up with how I feel about it. They said, what is known as the Enneagram of personality or the traditional Enneagram is a complex system of understanding individuals that some tout as the most dynamic and open of the various typologies and offer a path to liberation or self-actualization and even promote as a way to know God. The Enneagram is a geometric symbol containing, which by the way, looks a lot like a pentagram, but do with that what you will. Uh, It's a geometric symbol containing nine points and nine or more intersecting lines. The Greek word for nine was Enea. The symbol dates uh, way back to the early 1900s. In the 1960s, a cult teacher, Oscar Izaxo, linked the symbol with nine different personality types. He taught a system of 108 Enneagrams, but the ones that caught in the United States were those of the passions, the virtues, the fixations, and the holy ideas. Uh, Izaxo's claim, remember this is the occult teacher, was to explain the difference between essence and personality or ego. He believed every person is, in his essence, perfect and in unity within himself as well as with the cosmos. However, the essence is distorted into the ego. This occult teacher saw the Enneagram as a way to examine how that distortion occurs. So then they they go on to talk about the, the theories, these modern theories regarding the Enneagram. But listen to this. According to the Enneagram Institute, the Enneagram can help people restore balance to their, quote, personality structure and develop more desirable spiritual psychological qualities. Believers in the Enneagram seek to unravel the mystery of their true identity. Okay, full stop. This is part of the reason why I am teaching for the month of October on the issue of identity. In the culture right now, in the church right now, we have forgotten who we are. God made us complete uh, from our DNA, born into this world as either male or female. The Bible teaches over and over again that we are different from the animals, that we have um, we have a soul. We come into this world with a purpose. Uh, and the Enneagram's, fixation. And I frankly am tired of it. I mean, we are absolutely fixated in this culture on ourselves. We want to know, you know, dig deep into our own personalities and and uh, and we're fixated on ourselves. And frankly, I think this just plays into it. I know some of you are going to be upset with me. I'm, I, I guess I'm upsetting people today <laughs> because uh, I got a problem with that. But it goes on to say, so I go, you guys will have to join me. I hope you will. MomStrongInternational.com. You can go there and sign up. We've got some really awesome things coming. I told you we've got a, a retreat coming up in the first uh, the first weekend in November in Salt Lake City. Come out, uh, check it out. I'll link back to that in the show notes today, uh, assuming that we've got some places left. Uh, but anyway, this goes on to say, so these guys, you know, believers in the Enneagram trying to unravel the mystery of their true identity, right? They see themselves as spiritual beings who have lost contact with their true nature. And once they discover their true self by means of the Enneagram, they experience a spiritual awakening of freedom and joy, a conversion of source. Thus, the Enneagram is seen as a mystical tool in solving mankind's problem, which is a lack of self-knowledge, and providing a means of salvation, which is self-discovery. The Enneagram of personality is popularized in the West 
includes nine types of personality. The reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, and the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. Each personality type has at least one wing. The wings are numbers on either side of the basic type. For example, a type two helper would have either a type one or a type three wing, which modifies the way in which the dominant personality is expressed. Each type has a range of functionality with three levels considered healthy, three considered average, and three considered unhealthy. So it goes on and on. I'm not going to read the whole the whole thing to you. thought this was interesting. Also, most psychological models and systems of philosophy contain some truth, and the Enneagram of personality is no exception. There are some ideas associated with the Enneagram that will resonate with students of the Bible and will seem to be helpful. What is dangerous is the purpose of the Enneagram as presented by its most high-profile promoters. Roman Catholic friar Richard Rohr, and I, I've talked about him several years ago, uh, and you guys can, if you Google Heidi St. John, I'm, in fact, I'll try to link back to my original podcast on the Enneagram. But um, this guy is dangerous. He's a Roman Catholic friar. He wrote that the Enneagram is concerned, quote, is concerned with change and making a turnaround with what the religious traditions call conversion or repentance. You know, eh, 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 that should, that, you know, uh, born again Christians should be terrified. Uh, by that. Another Roman Catholic author, Christopher Hertz, believes the Enneagram is much more than a personality tool and that it provides, quote, nine ways we can find our way back to God. You can find that in a book he wrote called The Sacred Enneagram, Finding Your Unique Path to Spiritual Growth. Episcopal priest, podcaster, and self-dubbed awakener of people, Ian Crone, makes the audacious claim that, quote, every number of the Enneagram teaches us something about the nature and character of the God who made us. So the problem with each of these statements is the idea that the Enneagram, not scripture, provides salvation, spiritual growth, and sanctifications. Christians believe in the sufficiency of scripture in all matters, right? And so that's my problem with it. I got several other problems with the Enneagram. And I think we need to start being more discerning and start really behaving like the Bereans. And we're going to be talking about that more in the months to come. Uh, Caleb and Lauren in Washington. Heidi, my wife and I love your podcast. Thank you, Caleb. And uh, they were very excited about my run for Congress. Thank you again. As locals in Southwest Washington, where do you attend church? Our family goes to Radiant Church in Camas, Washington. We've been there for a long time. Our son-in-law is an associate pastor there. And on any given Sunday morning, you will see lots of St. John's leading worship. So that's what we love to do. One more, Sarah in Virginia, advice for motivating kids to be on time. How do you motivate your homeschool kids to be on time? My kids do not seem to care if we are late or not. They, they, they only seem motivated to keep moving when we need to. Sarah, you just described every kid in the history of the world. And you guys know that I am a huge fan of uh, of schedules. I wrote a book about this, and I hope you guys will check it out because I think you're going to be encouraged by it. It's called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight, uh, How to Fit Your Size 16 Day into a Size 10. Another good companion for that is the book you see right behind me here in the studio, Becoming Mom Strong, How to Fight with All That's in You for Your Family and your faith. Listen, you can't pass on what you don't possess. And so mom, if you want your kids to be uh, to be on time, let them see you be on time. If you want your kids to get up early and start, it, it starts with you and you set the tone in your home. You're the one who determines uh, what the standard is in the home while your kids are growing. And so I would just encourage you to do it. F find out what language your child speaks and then learn to speak that language. And I've talked about this ad nauseum on my show. Uh, really quickly, I will say, Children need boundaries. 
They need, um, they need encouragement. They need motivation, right? That motivation should be coming from you. The, the first motivation you give them is to, is that you love them and you want to see them succeed and be the best people that they can possibly be. Sometimes they need discipline to achieve that. In fact, I would say all the time, right? The Lord says that he disciplines those he loves. And so just as the Lord disciplines us, we are responsible to discipline and train our children in righteousness. And so part of that is teaching them how to be on time. Part of that is motivating them. So when I say learn to speak the language that your children speak, uh, I mean, all seven of my kids were different. I had, you know, some kids that were like, you know, a spanking was just, oh, you know, I think of my youngest, like just the thought that she would get spanking was enough to make her just change her mind. I had other kids. I had one kid in particular, you know, I would say, listen, you know, this is uh, mom's going to give you five minutes to have this whatever job done. And if it's not done, um, you're going to get a spanking. And she'd be like, so what? <laughs> like She just... Did, did not care. That was not her language. I finally found her language out. She did not, she did not like, not like time out. She didn't want to be separated from anybody. This is my completely extroverted child. Who's an extrovert to this day. I just found her, her language. I, I asked the Lord, father, help me understand this child's language so I can learn to speak it. And so that's part of our job as parents. You're the ones who are in control of your own home. And I see so many moms struggling with discipline in their homes, they're trying to bring order in their homes and peace into their homes. And mom, it starts with you. Dad, it starts with you. Uh, you know, it, homemaking is an art and a skill. Parenting takes time. It is a sanctifying process. I'm always telling moms, you want to find out how how uh, how selfish you are? Have a child. You want to find out how selfish and wicked you are? Homeschool your children. <laughs> you'll find out. You'll find out really quickly. God wants to do something in you. And it's a, a, it's through the process. It's sanctification, right? It's a process of becoming more like Jesus. And God's going to use parenting to do it. He's going to use marriage to do it. He wants you to walk in closer and right relationship with him. That's all I've got time for today. I hope you guys will uh, start leaving me uh, voicemails again over at anchor.fm. We're going to start highlighting those actually. And so you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And you can leave a voicemail for me here. If we like your message, we will play it on the air. If you'd like to submit a question to be answered here at the show, simply go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Don't forget to join me at MomStrongInternational.com where I will be teaching on identity starting the first Monday in October. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening, for leaving reviews for the show, for reaching out to me. You can write to me. Heidi St. John Care Friendly Planet Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. We love you guys. Have a great day. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith 